Hall sharks, 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 hall sharks. Or you pulled up one of the tabs. Yeah, it's a very dark episode of Hall Sharks. Oh, um, you're so close. We uh, <clears throat> have to say goodbye to half an episode. And the challenge that we have here is not only did we lose part of the episode that we recorded for Round and Round and Christmas on Cherry Lane. Yes. But we also lost our predictions. Mm-hmm. which now are null and void because we know exactly what happens. Do we, though? Because I feel like we watched these movies so long ago. <laughs> we can re-predict them? I can't even remember what was... I don't know if what I'm saying is what I think happened or what really happened. Okay, and um, then another very sad thing is is we lost some jokes. Oh, we lost jokes. They were probably the great... The, you had the best jokes. I had jokes. cherry jokes. You did have, I do, I remember this now. You did have cherry jokes. Yes. I had cherry jokes. You were the most amazing. And I had, um, then the other one I chose because the other one. Round and round. I don't remember. Round and round. Oh, uh, Jewish jokes. Oh, you did do Jewish jokes. I had some fun Jewish jokes. Some of them I think were. No, they were all pretty safe. Mm, I don't know about that. Oh, man. You know what? I wrote notes for those ones. Is that what we're looking at here? No, I have different notes. I know. Oh, but you know where they are? I think I burned those. Wait a second. Okay. Keep, let's keep no. talking. I can find these. No. Yeah. This won't take long. Ugh. Okay. So, um, anyway, we've had a, a fun um, <coughs> life since we last were chatting and we were talking about going to Hartford and we went and saw the Pops in Hartford. And I was telling you about my anxieties that night. Yes, do you remember? I do remember. And I remember solely because I you had taken some unexpected time off this week yeah. and uh, edited some of those podcasts, too, I believe. Yep. And you just um, <laughs> posted those yesterday. So yeah. I went through and, and listened to one of them. And boy, did you sound terrible. We both sounded pretty bad. And you sounded horrible and then you were mentioning your anxiety being in the bush and all and some people had masks on and some people didn't have masks on and um, I and, and I mentioned how you were definitely counting the uh, fire exits because yep. they did beat you over the head with the the fire exit voiceover uh, before the show started and so um, yeah you had great anxiety yeah. but I'm glad you were able to relax and watch the show and enjoy it before you got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, Spoiler. Ended up, you ended up with the big C. I got COVID. You ended up with the big C. Big yep. C. And that was what, fr- uh, Saturday night, we were talking about that and yep. recording in the comfort of our living room. But you sounded awful. If now, you go back and listen to those episodes, folks, when we're talking about <clears throat> the Bushnell and Mahogany. Woo! Now, my anxiety that day, though, I, I got to be honest, I wasn't just worried about getting COVID. Because I had a little bit of cough at the time. And I remember thinking, I could be giving somebody else COVID. And you did. Because I had come, <laughs> that was what, a Saturday? That was Saturday. And i just come off of a Friday of being exposed to all the kids at school. Yeah, and, and not everything. feeling great Friday night. Yep. And then Saturday, when I had asked you, when you tested Sunday, and you said, I have COVID. And then I said, oh, well, how come you didn't test any earlier? You were feeling so bad. You said, I don't want to ruin the weekend. <laughs> Right. I went to ruin yesterday and I was thinking, what did we do yesterday? Oh, yeah, we went to the Bushnell. So, um, Brian had some time off of work this week. Yeah. Uh, and I took some time off too, just because I wasn't feeling great, although I did test negative. But, yeah, who knows? I was using the uh, expired government tests that they just sent, but just sent with the uh, caption that they're expired, but they should uh, still work. And um, they said I was uh, negative, but yet. Uh, and I had one of those tests that 
and this has been my experience pretty much with COVID. Some people talk about they take oh, a hang test. Hang on a second. Yeah. Where's the microphone? Oh, that's a great, that's a great thing to wonder. <laughs> that's a great thing to wonder. Let's see. It's Let's, upstairs. So this is a very good test right now. Either we've been talking into nothing for the five minutes or... Yeah. We're using some internal microphone on this computer. It's going to sound amazing. And let's see how amazing this sounds. It's going to sound amazing. Hey, time out for a minute and let's see if anything just happened at all. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Hey, we're back. Good news, bad news. <sighs> Good news is your computer has a decent microphone. Yeah, it was it was decent. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, we'll see the difference. We'll be able to right. see the difference from the first five minutes to these. You know, it was really because I felt like we were too close. We were too close to each other mm -hmm. and talking about COVID, which was ironic. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I'm usually not this close to a mic at all. Neither of us should be really that close to a mic. And then I looked and there was no mic. So ah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, where's the mic? Uh-huh. I I knew where the mic was. We had left it upstairs last week, and it was right where we had left it. So, so uh, I think we still can stick to part of our format, even though this is sort of an artificial episode. We can't really predict because we've already done the predictions, watched the movie, and what have you. Um, while I, I can agree, tell you what we, I can tell you what we did. We did predict though. I do remember some of the, all right. So let's, let's go ahead and quickly synopsize them. Which one was first round and round or no, cherry lane. Tree. okay. Cherry lane. And yeah, we nailed a lot of stuff about, we did, but um, we weren't this. quite sure. We weren't yeah. sure if seven cherry lane was going to be like an apartment complex where it was going to be yes. seven cherry lane was the mm -hmm. address. Yes. And there were a lot of of apartments within that address right right or like, if it was like going 7a to be, and 7b yes and, you know 7d or if it was going to be a timey wimey yes. overlay yeah my prediction and oh oh, um, oh, oh we have no proof of that oh. <laughs> <laughs> we Over didn't know though because because <clears throat> in the previews that we saw it was hard to tell whether the people were together you know, or whether they, you know, but we did kind of, we, I think we both kind of leaned on the fact that this could be cool if it was timey wimey and seven cherry lane was established. It was a character turns out of the show of yes. the movie. And um, it was different times. Whoever lived at seven cherry lane at this point in time. Let me read the synopsis really quickly over the holidays, three couples at different stages of their lives traverse significant life turning moments at seven cherry lane which does end up being a 1950s style um i would say ranch. Well, the, the ranch house yeah. yes it's yes. like a ranch uh 1950s ranch like the one we live in and that yes. is where cherry lane is for all three couples yes. that are featured on the poster and we go from the 19 1970s, 70s, I think it's 1974, if I remember to right. To 1999 mm -hmm. to present day. Yes. 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 To 2023. So, um, and that's what we saw. So we predicted, uh, uh, life-turning moments for the the gay couple where they got to find a child was oh yeah oh yeah i predicted dcf dcf and that's i a predicted th was a thing. dcf yeah and because it said something about um there was wasn't there a second there yeah the other synopsis yeah. was on hallmark the i think that kind of got a little meteor yes um christmas on cherry lane hallmark he's looking up the second about synopsis. yes about uh Yep, or since most of these yes. are Canadian movies, we can a say boot. a boot. Go ahead and read. Young it. couple preparing to welcome their first child. Ah. And that's when we. And they said like, right. but with the, no, 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 there's another one. That's okay. not that one. An empty nester and her fiance ready to start a new chapter. Mm -hmm. And a couple who unexpectedly have a chance to expand their family on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That ding, one ding, has, ding, 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 ding. Come on. Ding. How do you unexpectedly yeah. on Christmas Eve? 
you know, just that doesn't happen unless DCF is involved. And we have experience with that. And so in any case, that's I predicted it. And that's exactly what happened. Yes. Now, as we watch the movie, though, um, it had that feel of what's the TV show that you like that has the overlapping time. This is us. This is us. It had that. This is us feel. Matter of fact, there was moments where like the dad's like, I'm going to go. I got to go to the uh, the gas station. You're like, no. Uh, and yeah, if you had been a, a this and a, this is us fan, you know that someone's about to get it. We were waiting um, for the tragedy we, because yeah. also also we knew early on, OK, it is three different genres, right? Um, it's three different time periods rather in the same house. And we knew the second family wasn't there very long. Or the first family. There was one of the families. First family wasn't there very long. And so we're like, why? Why did they move so quickly? Oh, no, he's going out for milk and he's going to get a terrible car accident. And they sell the house. And yeah. So, but as we we watched it, we were kind of like, okay, so the the one, um, the young son in 1999 has the car that the dad has in the other one, but that's not his dad. How is it going to go? So I think it was good writing because we were going, how are these going to get together? And eventually they all do overlap together. But and messy. Together. I, you know, I, I had said, which I didn't have the time or the energy to do. If I did, I would sit down and rewatch and create my own timeline because I, I was, yeah, I'm going to say it lost. Mm-hmm. I was lost. Oh, mm, don't mm, me because we talked about it. And you're like, yeah, I, I don't know. No, there were some things I still don't understand. Yes. How the how the kid got the car. It wasn't his dad. It was the cop who ended up delivering him, who, yes, became friends and part of the family, extended family. So they just gave him the car at one point. At or one he point, bought the car. Maybe it came with the house because they end up getting the house. Yeah. And why? Because the dad said, he said on when the night of the, he goes, uh, uh, he's like, Hey, uh, he said something about that. The cop said something about the house and the, and the dad said, Hey, you know, in 10 years, I'll, I'll give you a call. I'm going to sell the house and the house will be yours. He said that. Okay. I, so where'd they go? And we're going to be friends and all this other stuff. Where where are they? They weren't, mm, I don't know. It was weird because there were things that you know, they were kind of hitting you over the head with like, the, and then, then remember when they, we, I told you a long time before the reveal that the dad was going to be the dad from the middle story was going to be the cop from, from the seventies. And then once they revealed it, Oh, there's this picture on the wall, family yep. photos, all this, like they right. were starting to beat you over the head. If you didn't get it. I think if you went back and looked and you kept the <laughs> kind of three by five cards that a writer would have on the wall mm. and kind of taping things up and what the links yarn. to where there's really only one thing that's missing, which I said is the sequel. The sequel is there is no tenant of the house between uh, 1999 and present day. And that's a huge chunk of time. Huge chunk of time. Um, So it's like uh, yeah. it's over 20 years. And it was weird too, because the, was the sister in the middle in the nineties. She ends up being close friends with the, with the gay couple from the present day. And you're like, how are they connected? And then she randomly, it just turns out that they're friends and she randomly says, Hey, I'm, and they had just moved in by the way. So not only um, are they the, the final chapter, but they're very new to the house and severely renovating. And she says, Hey, I'm the one who told you a year ago that this place was, was up for um for sale again yeah so it's like she was watching her child and then you know he remarks like oh do you know how to you know meet you meet you at the house you know how to get there and she's like hello i lived there you know it was just it was weird also a weird kind of subplot was the fact that the present day guy one of the one of the men um the young gentleman he he has the dcf case but then he was a dcf case to one of the other, you know, that connection, it was like a weird connection where back in the nineties, it was somebody's best friend who lived down the lane and she ends up being the one who would not adopts him adopts, no fosters him just for one. And also on Christmas Eve. I mean, how convoluted is that, that there's two Christmas Eve. No more convoluted than uh, (laughs) someone traveling to Sweden to find a troll that the mother (laughs) had in the the coach coach of her grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, uh, I'll give you that. But it was a lot that listen, I'm, my wheels were turning and I was like, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. And one little tiny, you know, house. Also, I didn't like the renovation on the, on the kitchen. All right. If you're going to renovate, take a wall down. All right, let's get, get to, some let's more get space. to the meat though. Let's get to the heart. Let's get to the meaning of the story. <laughs> I saw this, this video recently and I told you about it and it showed this, this beautiful house and it gave you a tour of the house and you walked in uh sort of like you know uh you know first person view scrolling through the house looking at all the beautiful furnishings but there's nothing in it you know uh as far as like people and i saw this and i'm telling you about oh, it one oh. day i came into the room i said i just watched this video and while you're scrolling through this beautiful house everything is perfect everything is in the right place it's like a new england home it's got wonderful furnishings and all this stuff and the scrolling text is saying something to the effect that remember that in a hundred years someone else is going to own your stuff um someone else is going to own your house and most of anyone that you've ever were in contact with in your life will be gone and you'll be gone you know and when I see this movie and you see this one house and I love thinking about, cause I'm, you know, I love antiques and I love old houses. I, I love to think of the lives that were in a specific place. You know, I used to live in a house museum and I just, you know, you use your imagination and, and imagine the you families lived that lived museum. there. I worked you at a worked house at, museum. I did I live. sleep there every once in a now and again? Yes, I did. <laughs> you did, you, you so, did basically. You didn't technically live there, but you felt like you lived there. Sure. So I was at a house <laughs> museum, and I'm sorry, I worked there. But yeah, you would you would imagine the families that were there. They weren't there for long, but you just sort of pictured, man, this was some, this was everything for somebody at one point. This like this house that we live in is everything for us right now. Everything right. is happening here, right? And the things that have happened here. We we recorded famous podcasts. Famous in the podcasts basement. going here. The <laughs> biggest, probably the some of the biggest turning points of our lives have been in the house that we're in right now. Um, and someday there'll be another family here. You know, I don't know if we'll be in another house uh, doing something else, or we won't be around, or whatever. But there'll be another family here, and after them, there'll be another family. And I think these kind of stories are really beautiful because they just, they, they take you in, and it isn't about the house. It's about these three families and it's about the things that they're going through. And the house is just the vessel. Oh, I thought the house was the main happen. character. I disagree. The house was. It's a main character in, in the sense that it's, it, but that's not what's important about the house. The house is the setting, you know, and I just think that when you see these overlapping stories, it just it to me, <coughs> um, me. you know, it, it just it just reminds me of the, um, you know, the how um, the moment that we live in, while it is so important to us at the moment eventually this will be the setting for someone else's moments. Yeah, but these these three, and I agree with you, that's a, that's a lovely thought, but these three families were very connected. So would yes. you have liked the movie better if it was just three distinctively different you know, because I felt like they were going out of their way with the connections. Oh, and then he has the baby that is in that, that and then the well, car. Well, that's the, and this the, is us. That's the, this yeah, is us. But it wasn't done so, as well as this. No of offense. Not. It wasn't done as well as this is us. And um, yeah, there were parts that, I mean, for me, it's to still not get it um, fully and to be frustrated on a, you know, not a terrible level, but enough frustrated to go, ugh. You know, I think you missed, you missed out. So I don't know. It would have been obviously a different story, completely different movie. If it was three distinctively different time periods, no connection whatsoever. Right. And except maybe the lady down the street, right? Maybe the neighbor, you know, the kids even picked up. They watched a little bit of this one. They weren't too interested, which is another kind of tip off. But, um, the lady down the street, it's like, oh, Hey, that's the same lady. That's the same lady. And you saw her, she was kind of like um our age or a little younger in the in the in the 90s right our age now and then you know obviously in, in present day she was old old age makeup and then everyone's wondering like well can she possibly be in the 70s 
she was they did they did her up did her up yeah, young like yeah. and she was she was home from college visiting her parents and she was so young and i was like okay they did it so even having that one connection that binds the house that lets the viewer go okay this is definitely three different because you don't know it's three different you know it, it's it's kind of subtle um but you do see things like, oh, that's obviously the mantle. That's obviously the front window. That's obviously the kitchen. So I don't know, unless, um, I, you know, having one thing tied together instead of 47, like, let's be lost. Sure. And and just kind of tie everything into not Penny's boat and blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, that kind of didn't work. Well, let's just leave it. Uh, let know. me ask you a question. What year was your eldest brother born? Oh, my eldest brother? Yes. I'd have to figure that out. I could figure that out right now. Um, why am I getting this? Well, the reason I ask is that <clears throat> I, I think um, when I think about my childhood home, okay, my childhood home was my parents' uh, second home. Um, my parents had lived like us, not as long as we did it for, but they lived in apartments and then they bought their first home. Uh, they lived in a few homes as well during different phases of their early marriage. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but they bought, they had their first home built in Hebron, right? And then they bought the house in LeMay Street in uh, around uh, 76 or 77, because I know they, um, it was, I think it was 76. I only lived in Hebron for a few months and then they moved to 77 LeMay. So I think they bought it in 76. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they had that house, um, through the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And the eighties, the nineties, and they sold it in the two thousands. I forgot what year they were i think they made it through 2010s but they um anyway they they lived in that house but since they moved out at the beginning of the 2000s right mm -hmm. the house has had two more owners oh okay yeah, right so the house has had two more owners the house was sold once to a doctor and uh who was who had a lot kids of renovations and right? um, lots of renovations. I got to tour the house once. It was quite um, emotional. And they, um, uh, there was a masseuse that lived there as well. <laughs> and I think was doing clients there. I mean, I think about the house that I grew up in and had all these, you know, misadventures and, and then there's someone getting a rub down uh, in the house. <laughs> Happy ending. Is, is it, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> you said rub down. Um, yeah. Where do you think they're doing that? In, um, the, in the living room? I don't know what room they would have done it in. But anywho, um, so then um, there's someone else that that has now bought the house. So that house has, has kind of gone through. There's three different sets of families just like this. Now, your your old, eldest brother is 67. <laughs> when did your parents... No, he's not 67. Uh, no, 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 no. When I say he's 60, I meant 1967 is when he's born. I think so, yeah. Okay, so he's born in 1967. Um, he's a young man like us. Um, so I, I'm only doing this, and, and if you're listening, Ron, it's because I, I know that I don't know when you were born. I'm sorry, I, I, I wasn't there. It's way before my time. Yes. But... I know that you graduated high school in 1984. Right. So I took 1984 and I subtracted 17. Ah. Because his birthday's in August. So I, I believe he graduated before he turned 18, much like I did. Yeah. I graduated high school when I was 17. Yeah. Then I turned 18 that summer. Huh. So so that's why I'm guessing. Six, okay. I'm, I feel confident in 67. But like I said, well before my time wasn't there. Sure. Um. Okay. I just so, want to clarify because he sometimes listens. Did your family buy that house in the late 60s? My family bought the house when I believe Jeffrey was born in the house. Okay, so So Ron Ron was not a Ron was a young a toddler. Ron, you know, so if Jeffrey was a baby, then Joe was 2 and Ron was 4. 
Okay, so, so they, they had another house. The, oh, yeah. They had an apartment, I think. Okay. Uh, 67 minus four. So they bought the house in like 63, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think Jeffrey was a baby in the house. They, ha- I think they had an apartment. I don't remember. But you said terrible. your brother was born in... Sorry, I'm going the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, going the wrong, the wrong way. way. So they bought the house in the 70s. 73. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not 73. This um, was uh, 67 plus four. 71. 71. Like 1971. Okay. So... <laughs> uh, Approximately. N- nearly the 60s. Okay. Um, and... You okay, so what I'm getting to is while a lot of families have you know moved on, have different houses, your family, <laughs> the roots in that house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if you appreciate when you go home, you have this slice of your childhood that has still been there since 1971. Um, again, decades before you were born, but, um, uh, (laughs) so, uh, but anyway, it's been there Mm. and it's still there and they're still there. That's wild. You know, all of your chapters of life. I mean, there's, there's been many, many, you know, uh, different, you know, eras of that house. And what's mm-hmm. happened in it, and different people who live there within your family, mm-hmm. including us. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But um, yeah, I mean, your your house tells its own story, but it's not a story of many different families that move into the house. I mean, there were but prior to 1970. Right, right. It's an old house. Right. Um, but it's it's had the same cast of characters for a long time. Yes. Yes. It should have been canceled a long time ago. Should have been canceled a long time ago. <laughs> no, oh, no, but you know, here's the thing. It's it's great. It's great to go home. Yes, but that is that is. But things have changed within the house, not drastically, but um, enough so. Like I don't have a room there anymore, um, and and that's weird. And um, and the uh, well, most recently, the yard, which was a huge staple in my life, uh, in my childhood. That's drastically changed in the, in just the last year. Um, it was nice to be a part of that change, but totally different. But the thing that the, the main thing is not, not just a house, but a neighborhood. And the neighborhood has just changed so much from when I was a kid that going home is is so different, you know. Sure. Because a neighborhood is, and and you could attest to that too with your home. You didn't have much of a neighborhood, like you weren't friends with your neighbors. We weren't friends with our immediate neighbors. However, as kids, my brother and I, we were friends with the kids across the street, up the street. I mean, we we went around and talked to the kids because kids just went out back then. And you you played kick the can with whoever you can uh, grab onto. I guess friends is a stretch. But they were the neighborhood kids. Right. But that's what you did back then. So that, that whole... That whole piece of it has been missing for quite some time. Um, so that that changes things and just going home. Um, so it's yeah, it's different. It's different. Now, if your parents had never moved to Florida, mm-hmm. you could be experiencing the same thing right now. You know? Yeah, sure. And going home to now here's here's a different question. If that if the means were there and that house were put on the market yet again and you the there was nothing stopping you would you purchase that house heartbeat heartbeat even yeah. though it's been totally like i don't we don't know what's been done to it since the last thing we we, we saw significant changes from the first owners yeah. after your parents so you would you would go back to that house yeah and wouldn't could it be not weird? afford the taxes wouldn't it be weird to see all the changes be living in the changes yeah but you know what the changes um is i think what makes it your new house you know, I think oh, it is gotcha. important not to live like in a ghost of your childhood. Gotcha. If you can have some of that nostalgia in your childhood home and know where things were and maybe have some things that just make you feel, you know, just nice like and cozy. Good. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't want to be, yeah. you know, like maybe have your dining room look like the same as it did when yeah. you got balled out for, you know, uh, your terrible grades or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, so that wouldn't, um, 
yeah, I always, I, I do sometimes uh, fantasize like if, if we ever lived uh, in, in your area again, you know, uh, like, could you, could you, could like even like conceive of like gut rehabbing your childhood home? I, it would be a beast. It's a big home. Yeah. It's huge. It's way too big for us. Sure. You know, it's way too big for us. We'd have to like turn it into an artist residence or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just too big um, because it has so much potential. I mean, you could finish the basement and have a whole apartment down there. The attic, when when they first moved in, did have an apartment in the attic. And you had a full say kitchen. the house is too big, though, but the two bedrooms upstairs are tiny. Um, and you could easily make the master bedroom or at least one of those, you could combine those two rooms. Okay. So just have two right. bedrooms upstairs or three. Mm. If you want to conclude Barbie's room as a different room, you know, um, so like four rooms up there's there. four rooms. So you combine two of them. What I'm saying, okay. like the two little okay. bedrooms, one, two, three. Okay, becomes, gotcha. you know, something gotcha. like that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm, but, but I'm saying that's, that's, that's money. Yeah. Like you're talking lots of lots of gutting and lots of work you oh, know, for sure for, yeah. on an old house that has yeah. you know it's got some got some probably structural issues going on too yeah um i know it needs needs some roof stuff it needs it needs a lot yeah it needs a lot um but yeah um i don't know also area it's it's not a great part of town anymore. up and coming it is up and coming it's been up and coming for the last 25 years and i tell you what you wait can, for it to come back around you could say that but there are places that we've lived in our lives that are not the same in chicago sure uh in philly but we in haven't places. purchased we haven't purchased techno but we can't afford it um um but right. anywho uh interesting so, interesting issues but thank you cherry lane for bringing up all of this yeah, and we, you know, we thought the 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 DCF stuff was um, it hit home with us, and um, but you cried many times through this movie. I okay. did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh, they got you. Okay. They got you multiple times. It's been so long. Um, it doesn't take so, much, folks. So uh, let's polish off at least Cherry Lane. Um, we will uh, start our next segment. Oh, do we um, have round a, and you're going to talk to any of about um, any of the actors or no? Oh, yeah, we could do that too. Let's see what we can squeeze in here. But um, I got my cherry jokes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember singing uh, a lot of cherry bomb. Yeah. Um, so don't give away the punchlines because, you know, oh, pretend oh, like I'm saying. Oh, I upset you. Maybe that's why you press stop at some point. Oh, yeah, maybe. I no, did upset you with no. that one cherry And I'm not going to go through so the mad. setup. The setup, I gave you like a five-minute setup. Ooh, and yeah, then you, you were you, breaking me over the head with it. Yeah, okay. All right. all right. So how do you invite a cherry to a cocktail party? How do you how do you invite a cherry to a cocktail party? I know this one. You are cordially invited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I went into this long um, Oliver and Laurel Hardy version of um, these other cherries that ended up yes, meeting a hippie who one. invited them back to their house and put them into some uh, some preserves, right? They mashed them up and put them in preserves, but then they were mm -hmm. uh, magically uh, reincarnated and all of a sudden they're cherries again. But then the, the same scenario happens upon them and the one cherry convinces the other cherry, let's go with this hippie and see what he's all about. And he mushes them up and he puts them in another another uh, batch of preserves, right? Mm -hmm. And the one cherry looks at the other cherry and says... That's uh, another fine jam you've gotten us into. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I remember I remember yeah. saying that and you getting so yeah. mad. But you weren't even doing that. I was you know, the the verbiage wasn't there, you know. <laughs> oh, I hit um, it spot on. So it's perfect. I think uh, we're running. What did the uh one oh I loved this one. Wait, was this the one? I don't know. Um no, it wasn't. I was thinking back at the other podcast where you screwed up the this the spearmint joke. Oh. Uh, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You gave the punchline oh, that you thought was better. mine was good. Yeah. <laughs> what did? No, it didn't make any sense. Uh, what did the one Christmas ornament say to the other? What did the one Christmas ornament say to the other? 
Um, hey, you want to hang out? I don't even know if that was the punchline. Yeah. I want to hang out with you. I want to hang. I don't know. Let's hang out. I don't know. So, um, thems was that. Uh, we do got to talk about these actors. So we'll be back in just a moment. And we are back. So let's talk about the actors. Wow, this is we're cobbling this episode together. It's well, not in the same order, but I don't think that there's any listeners out there going, their seamless format is just <laughs> completely out of whack today. Um, I have just as many coughs in this episode as I did in the last time we filmed it. Yes. Um, so let's start with Catherine Bell. Um, cause I have, I, I, it was an interesting dive on Catherine Bell. Okay. So the good one, she was the mom in 1999. Yes. Okay. Um, and you know her from The Good Witch. Yes. Um, some people know her from 205 episodes of JAG. Oh. Sarah McKenzie. I used to watch JAG. JAG. I love my um, uh, two uh, uh, best uh, gal friends from Chicago, uh, Colleen and Dana. They do a podcast, um, which I highly recommend um, called those who aunt aunt and they aunt, say aunt, aunt we say aunt. aunt so anyway those who aunt and um uh colleen's uh character her her uh her aunt auntie she's aunt she's auntie pat and i think dana is auntie mags and auntie pat is she has a broken television uh-huh. no wait a second she, yeah, I think she has a broken television that only gets jag. <laughs> all her television has is jag. So yes. she would know. Um, Catherine Bell. Catherine Bell. Shout out to Pat and Mags, but I don't think they listen to Hall Sharks. But um, so uh, there's that. Then, of course, The Good Witch. But that's not where I thought uh, her thing was interesting. Listen to this bio. Catherine was born in London, but she moved to California with her Iranian mother at the age of two. Her mother still acts as her personal assistant. As a girl, she acted in various TV ads. She went back to UCLA to study biology and pre-med, but she dropped out to become a model in Japan. She moved back into acting with a Mexican commercial for American Express and then she followed up by being Isabella Rossellini's nude body double and death becomes her in 1992. Isn't that an interesting way to, to find to yourself in the, biz. <laughs> in the biz? And her mother's still her, her assistant? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So All right, Catherine Bell. I just thought that was a really cool path. It's, it's very interesting. She, yeah. she definitely took a, the long way around. For sure. Uh, and is obviously quite brilliant to have. I mean, she's she's world traveled, was pre-med, studying biology student, right? Mm-hmm. And then a nude body double. Neat. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, then uh, we've got uh, Vincent Rodriguez III, who was um, the DCF daddy mm. of our couple. And you knew him from 60 episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. And I said, remember, I said right away, I got, oh, oh, he's a singer. He's a singer and a dancer. And then he kind of sang a little bit. Not not enough to to really show off his talents, but he did he did sing throughout the the uh, the movie. Just a little, little then, bit here. And there. Uh, John Brotherton, who, who, who was the guy who kind of looks um, like... Uh, the chief from Stranger Things, Chicago actor for crying out Pete, David Harbor. We're back from figuring out who David Harbor was oh in God. Stranger Things. Oh my God. He was Jim Hopper. All right. Oh my gosh. That was painful. My head hurts. Nobody knows how long that took us to figure that out. <laughs> it was like 20 minutes with the computer. No, it was not. With a hardwired computer. No, it's like four and a oh, half, but it seemed geez. like that. All right. So. I think that John Brotherton looks a lot like David Harbour in a way, 
But I also said, this guy is familiar. And if you, I think you enjoyed with me the first season and a half or so of Fuller House. Oh, yeah. He was Candace Cameron Bure's other love interest, her other vet that worked with her at the veterinarian's office was John Brotherton. That was her love. She was it too. It was okay. her old high school ex boyfriend. Him, but yeah. But who is he in this? In Hallmark? We're talking about Hallmark. The seventies dad that looks like David Harbor. Oh, the seventies dad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I still can't see him. The guy go goes back to the yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... We thought he was gonna die so many times. Yeah. So many times we thought he was gonna die. This guy. He uh, doesn't this, die. This this guy right Not there. That guy. That guy. This guy. Oh yeah. David Harbor All looking right. dude. Okay. Yeah. Well, the beard threw me off. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, there's uh, that. But, okay, so now wait, let me just say that again. He is the um, other love interest in Fuller House. Oh. Yeah. 37 episodes. Okay. Now, isn't that weird to think that when you're talking about a Netflix series that that was like one of the first okay. ones that was like, we're going to start cranking out series oh, and they, series they and did series. many seasons. But it's weird to think that like you can go, oh, I, w I, I was on a show for 37 episodes and it'd be on a streaming service. It just, it's a different world oh, in that regard. Yeah. That, that usually would have meant like a few years of like network television. But no, he has 37 episodes invested yeah. in Fuller House. I just yeah. think that's cool. Um, and, and, and spoiler, he didn't get the girl. He didn't get the girl. All that, all, all that work, 37 no. episodes still yep. got jilted. But you know what? Ugh. We get John Brotherton to stick around Hallmark, right? So who gets yeah. left in the end? Yeah. You yeah. Know? You can have your, Go what ahead, was DJ. the boyfriend's? Was oh, the, was that's the... right. Because D ironically, right? DJ is no longer with Hallmark. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, and I'm what was the crummy now. boyfriend's name? In that one, uh, I forget oh, the one that she think. went with. Oh, I'm trying to yeah. think. He's a little douche. Yeah, All I right. don't even feel like looking that up. But All yeah. right, Steve. So, Steve. Okay, Steve. Yeah, Steve. I knew I'd think of it. Right. We watched too many episodes of Full House. You're gonna go Steve. for predictable Steve. Steve's a dork over the vet, hunky vet, the hunky vet that you had. I real, was all over the hunky vet. Real vibes with. Yeah, real vibes. Like yeah. adult vibes. Forget Steve. Ugh. Yeah. Come on, those were kid vibes. All right. You got Hunky Vet going on. Well, we're glad to have you at Hallmark now. Yep. And then uh, also, uh, oh, we said Vincent Rodriguez, Crazy Axe. Oh, those are the three. I, I thought I'd yeah, pick an were, actor from every yeah, decade. Yeah, because there was a lot. Of the story. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into Round and Round. Uh, round and Round was our favorite of the two, I think. I yes. really, uh, our kids loved it. Uh, our kids were into it as they, they didn't watch the whole thing. I don't think, but they no. were loving it when they watched it. Yeah. Um, they knew it was going to be groundhog day. Yes. Um, Sophie kept saying, when is this going to end though? She's like, not again. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was funny. I thought it was super clever, funny. Cleverly very written. Clever. I laughed out loud. Yes. Many, many they had a lot of good jokes in it. Funny things. It was like, really well written. It's really another one things. of these breaking the Hallmark mold movies. Where yeah. It, hey, well, this is this is not a Christmas movie. No, this was a Hanukkah movie. And it, it but you could see. Um, I mean, I, I don't mean to slag off these movies when I say this, but sometimes I see some of these plots. I'm like, this could have been like a movie movie. You know, yeah, a movie movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, like a real movie. Um, um, no, I agree. This this is something that you know, um, definitely definitely was smart enough. Um, the actors handled it brilliantly, especially going round and round. I mean, repeating the same day all these times and, and everything. And um, uh, just some really, really genuinely great moments. Um, and so I thought it was very, very well done. I would watch it again, definitely. Um, and it was funny. It was just, it was very clever. And the Groundhog Day-ish of it they called themselves out oh god they, and they constantly. said this is like constantly. hallmark and there was this whole running gag yes. of which one of them was annie mcdowell, I'm annie mcdowell. no i mean you're, I'm, you're bill murray yeah it and was very funny. they yeah so it wasn't like they were biting off anything it was just and that was one of the things we weren't quite sure if he zach was going to be 
um, let in on it or not. If she was going to be alone in it, if she was going to have to reintroduce herself, a la Bill Murray, you know, like every, every single time and like relive it and get, cause obviously we knew going in that they were going to be the couple. Right. And so we weren't quite sure. And then it turns out that yes, she does have to reintroduce herself to him, but he buys it like every time. It's so funny. It's so well done. And because it also seems to take forever. Remember, we thought like she had been through the cycle like 47 times. Turns out, I think she only does it seven times. Something like Oh, yeah, it is do because mention, it's how it's seven, many, it goes with how many um, things. Because yeah. that's what we find out in the end. Oh, by the way, Rachel's stuck in a time loop reliving the night of her parents' Hanukkah party. Can Zach, the nice boy, <laughs> uh, grandma's trying to set her up with, help her to make it to tomorrow? Well, he does. Yes, he does. And so she does have to get him on her side. And every that single is time. very charming part of it. Yes. Um, having this guy going, you know, there's only like one time where we got a little worried that he wasn't going to fall in love with her again. He's yeah. like, I could just get out of my way, please. Yes. You know, and uh, but then she finally wins him over with the friend in the van. And, and they when and they bring up like all of the yeah, when they bring up all the the, the uh, they bring in all the comic shop uh, people it's hilarious because you know she's trying to to find she realizes she's repeating of course and she's in the loop and so she tries to talk to him and he's like i've got this buddy um and he takes her to the comic shop and they end up spending a lot of time there and then they spend a lot of time there on on a couple of the loops and you think this is day 7 of hanukkah they have this big party like there are certain things that have to happen to make this day successful or to move this day forward but they're spending a lot of time in this comic shop and it's hilarious and um they get all into it these guys and she and the last loop i think it was she realizes they first of all i have to say how many donuts did they destroy in this movie oh it was a gosh. lot of yeah. donut wreckage uh, it was sad 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 donut wreckage right that was part of the whole process was she bumps the bump the famous hallmark bump right he bumps into her on the street she's got three dozen um jelly filled donuts for the seventh night of hanukkah it's a tradition to bring these donuts from this particular bakery you can't get any more they're on a wait list her mom's had the order in for weeks <coughs> and they're just just ruined all over the street right so there's all that going on. So they finally decide at one of the towards one of the loops that maybe it's all about the donuts <laughs> and they have to successfully get the donuts to the party because that's yet to happen. Right. And they're piecing it all together. And in order to do that, we all know in New York, right, don't take the train. The comic book guy says, oh, yeah. you're going to have to drive the donuts. And she's like, well, I don't have a car. And he goes, you, you got to come get me. Come get me and we'll take my van and she's like okay but remember you're not going to remember any of this how am i going to get he's like so so and then she goes okay so here's what we're going to do i'm going to go to him i'm going to pick him up i'm going to get the donuts i'm going to pick him up and then i'm going to go right to your apartment and we'll pick you up and he's like how will you pick me up i mean no offense but why would i go with you and she's like you always do plus i'm gonna kidnap your friend yeah. so and it's funny because she does so she has this chance meeting with him he's coming out of his apartment she's trying to say look you know me and blah 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 and you have to come with me now and of course this sounds like totally far-fetched to this guy he's never laid eyes on this woman before she's saying i'm stuck in a time loop you said you'd help me you have to come with me now and the guy's like no way I'm not coming with you. And he's arguing with her all the way down the steps. She, of course, is throwing in little pepperings of, I know you, I know this about you, and I know that about you, and I know this about you. Finally get to the bottom of the steps. She talks about his prized possession, which he carries in his pocket. So that's kind of like a what? And then the van door opens, and there's his buddy. And he's like, how did you get him? And she's like, oh, he, he willingly came along. <laughs> like, all she had to do was show up at the comic store and say... Hey, I'm stuck in a time loop. I need to go pick up your friend. We're going to do this thing today. And the guy was like, okay, <laughs> we're using my van. Okay. So it was just the coolest thing. It was very funny, very clever. Um, and then the huge reveal. Okay. So huge reveal also <coughs> was one of my amazing predictions. I think I had one for each of these films. Really? I said that it would be the, um, oh, you did. the dreidel that yeah. would be the time turner. Yeah. which it was now dad comes into the scene when she finally wakes our main character we should say grandma gifts her 
the dreidel. Yes. The silver pewter, whatever it is, dreidel on the seventh night of Hanukkah. And the thing is, when she spins it at the party, that's when things go round and round and she wakes up the next morning and it's the same day again. Yes. Okay, so she has to spin this special dreidel grandma gifts her. Yes. Now, um, there's something that drives me crazy and, and I'll, I'll, I'll reveal in just a second and maybe you'll come with me on this. But anyway, um, the dad comes in on the morning that Rachel finally realizes she's moved on. It's day now eight. the new day. It's yeah. day eight, which is also the eighth day of Hanukkah, right? So he comes in and goes, oh, the dreidel. He goes to touch it, right? And yes. she goes, no, 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 don't touch it. He goes, oh, what? You think I'm going to time travel or something? He, he, no, he um, says, he says, it only, well, it only, you only do the time loop on the seventh night of Hanukkah uh, in, in the presence of your soulmate. Right. And she's like, what the hell now? Yes. I mean, he literally says you'll only time loop seven cycles on the seventh night of Hanukkah in the presence of your soulmate. Yes. So it turns <laughs> out the whole family has had this experience before. It's how he met his mother his wife. and blah, 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 his wife and yada, yada. I realize in thinking about it, that is not an original plot either. Oh. We have, I think it's a time travel movie too. There's um, a film about a young man who realizes that he has the ability to like time jump or something like this takes place out with the family it's near the country i remember out in the middle of somewhere there was like ocean nearby and this guy he's like he's he's time jumping and stuff and then his father comes to him at some point during the movie and going oh you're realizing you have the ability to do oh, this oh yeah do you remember that yeah you're right and that you're wasn't right. too long ago that, that we saw that ago. movie. You're right. Yes, it was passed down or his dad had done it too. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And there's but, some creepy relationship <laughs> stuff going yes, in that but one. This is a little it's a little different. I'm it's not yeah, I'm not saying a total bite yeah. off, but it's, yeah. it's 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 if maybe it's a little bit of homage to that. I don't know. Or, no, I don't think so. Parallel I don't thinking. think so. Um, I don't know. But yeah. it is it is like the but this one is different in the sense that this is how you get your soulmate right. like it says on the seventh night of hanukkah you must spin the dreidel in the presence of your soulmate yeah so you got to be in the same spot it's got to be the seventh night and then you are going to cause this rupture where you're going to have seven cycles to get it right um they do tell a lovely story in the beginning and that's what sets our heroine up for this whole thing is she thinks that her mother and her father have this wonderful relationship her mother was the cool DJ uh, back in the 80s, and dad was the geeky, now accountant, right? So he was the total nerd who came up to her to dance and brought her, like, latkes, right, with sour cream and applesauce or whatever, and and that was it. And you see that scene, and they're just, like, perfect opposites attract right and they have been deeply in love ever since and then you realize way at the end that it took him seven tries <laughs> to yeah. get it right because he was also very shy and why would he go up to the dj list you know like very popular hip girl right. and have how dare he even have the you know the the audacity but he knew but that the latkes were an instant he, in Yes, yeah. and so he worked it, and it was on the seventh try that he finally nailed it, right? And so, and it happened. Where to be at some point, the the girl said, "I just need a guy to confidently come up to me and offer me latkes for crying out loud," yeah. you know. And I mean, then he's sometimes like, it's all I'm going to do that tomorrow. Sometimes that's all yeah. it takes, right? So it was cool, and then you find out that the sister she met her partner the same way, yes. and so it was this whole whole ordeal. And and but unfortunately, by that time. She has kind of wrecked the last round. Of course, there's always the miscommunication. Right? Oh, yeah. She's wrecked the last round with young Zach. And he says, it takes seven rounds, but you got to do the rest. Right. Like that just lays the groundwork. It's yep. not a sure thing. Yep. You have to go seal the deal. So daddy says, go find him. Yep. So she does. She does end up finding him. And here this got me because at that point. And that last round, she's claiming, we've done all this. She's telling him, we have been through this many, many days, right? 
And yes, she knows things and yes, she's predicted things and, but he's seen some new things happen on this last round. Hello, ex-boyfriend comes back into play. It just gets messy, right? So when she finally comes up to him on day eight and time has moved forward, she puts together, you remember this? She takes a little box where he holds his Dungeons and Dragons die. Yes. Like, and she realizes that that is a perfect holder for this magic dreidel. Yes. And upon speaking to him and trying to apologize and patch things up, she just grabs it out of his coat pocket, which happens to be you know, sitting there, there, says, this was not meant for this, and takes the die and puts it down and takes the dreidel out of her pocket, puts it in. And when she closes it, he instantly has... He's got hands on it, too. He, I think he... I don't know if he grabs yeah, it. Yeah, I think he's got hands on it, too. When she, when the dreidel goes in this box, They're because it's her dreidel it, yeah. and his box, right? He instantly has all the memories of all the cycles. Yes. And every time he's fallen in love with her yep. throughout this whole ordeal. Yep. And he and and they do the flashback really, really well of all the cycles and all the little moments and all the memories and all the funny right. things. Right. And then he just looks at her and he gives her this beautiful look and he's yeah. like, we really went through all that stuff together. Yeah. And she's like, ah, yes, yes. He's yes. like, I am the Annie McDowell. And he's, yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And it's beautiful. Yes. I cried. Yeah. I cried because it was so beautiful that he finally, and you know, here's the thing. I was kind of upset that he wasn't going to remember all those things because they did fall in love along the way, you know, and he wasn't going to remember all that, but they gifted him with all of those memories. And it didn't matter at that point, the confusion with the ex-boyfriend and all that silliness, because he knew none of that mattered. Right. In the other cycles. And so it was just so incredible. I thought so brilliant, so well-written, believable with the actors. And um, man, just, you know, sometimes Hallmark, you give us one that's, ah, and you give us one that just knocks it out of the park. Yep. Round and round definitely did that for me. I would watch it again. I highly recommend it. And good for you for having a Hanukkah movie among the countdown to Christmas. So Vic, uh, Michaelis or Michellis, Michellis, oh. Michael Michaelis, Vic Michaelis, I think, is who plays Rachel. And she has a nice little comedy pedigree. Nothing that we really know, but she was like a, a bunch of college humor originals uh, from 2019. She did 10 episodes of a college humor thing, and they usually have funny stuff on that. Um, she was in that show Upload. Um, but then you can tell that she's got some comedy chops because she did a show called That Totally Made Up Comedy Show. She didn't. Um, so I think she's she seems like an improviser type Oh, I heard that one was completely person. scripted. Uh and uh, she later. was in a show called Let's Rap. She's a funny person. You seem funny, Likewise, Vic. for Brian Greenberg, who plays Ben, he did... Oh, was I saying Zach the whole time? I might have been saying Zach, oh, but I Zach the... Zach. Oh, boy. Mm, Let's go back. Maybe, maybe I got it wrong. I probably got it wrong. No, it was Zach. Uh, who was Ben? I don't Why know. did I write Ben? I don't know. Is his name Ben? Nope. <laughs> um, I don't know who Ben was. Wait a second. Uh, so anyway, maybe well, it was look. from his resume. He, oh, he spells his name with a Y. Yeah, Get like out, the cool Brian. kids do. Uh, but he did. Oh, that's why. He w he did 13 episodes of Mindy Project. Uh, and his oh, he character was, he was, was Ben. Yes. He and, was a love interest. Um, yeah, but he was also in The Tick. Uh, series, uh, the newer one for four episodes. So just based on those two credits right there, Comedy and, jumps for uh, sure. you know, Mindy Kaling, she does not pick unfunny people to be on her I, show. But I, but I thought he was familiar, um, but I didn't know from what, oh, yeah. and it's from Mindy because I loved that show. I watched every episode. Yeah. So I think he's a funny dude. And then I really like the dad and the dad, I thought he was super charming um, of the family and Rick Hoffman, the father, Right. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of different things, but the, his biggest credit, his biggest claim to fame, he's probably friends with the Royals because he did 134 episodes of Suits. Yes. Oh, so he's in so with Megan. With, with Megan Markle. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
134 episodes. Yeah, Did you know they many. made 134 nah, episodes I of mean, Suits? I mean, I guess. People were into that. I never yeah. got into Suits. Um, okay, so we just got a couple minutes. Let me um, go back to my Jewish jokes. Oh, here um they were pretty light again i said i well a couple things i wanted to be sensitive to and i think that uh we all should i do think that there were um a few gentiles playing some of these jewish characters in these movies although i didn't think they had anything too over the top with like Jewish tropes or the way Jewish people act or anything like that. But that's a thing that some people in the Jewish community are a little concerned about sometimes yeah. when they have uh, a Gentile playing a Jew, you know? I Is know, Bradley Cooper Jewish? I don't know, but I know Sarah Silverman and other people have talked about his nose and that, and you're, that is like the worst thing to draw attention to sometimes. But at the same time, the family of um, Bernstein. Bernstein said, we're good with this movie. Well, he looked like and, him. Yeah. I have to say he looked like him. And, and so, I'm, just, I'm bringing that up. And, and, you know, I didn't realize, I don't know if you realize this, Sarah Silverman is in that movie. Yes. She plays his sister. Right. So she got up close and personal with a nose. Right. She Maybe, plays his sister. Okay. Yeah. So she must, I gotta, I, I have to go have back to and listen. Yeah. I have to re-listen to what she had to yeah, say about she's a, that. She's a, I was surprised to see her and then I watched it while I was homesick the other yeah. day. Fabulous movie. And, and is she awesome? Oh, incredible. So I was listening incredible. to her podcast and she was talking about how her um, parents, you know, her parents both died last year. Mm -hmm. um, and so she still leaves them like, uh, she sends them emails. Mm. Um, and one of the emails she sent was the trailer um to maestro, maestro. Yeah. and uh and then she got in a full email box back from um her mom's email mm. um so oh, anyway so um so oh, i'm gonna have to we're gonna be right back with these jokes and they're gonna be worth it okay okay <laughs> final segment <laughs> the jokes so it's no wonder they removed yeah um all right, so we're back. Did I say these were good jokes? They're not good jokes, but they're jokes. And we, I owe them to the podcast. Oh, and, and I said I was going to do a little song like the like the other, like you had the tradition song or the prediction song. Oh, the, the so I was you gonna, did that. We yeah. have that in the other podcast. Yeah, I know. It's oh, not good, song? though, but yeah. I have a song now. I have, All right, go for it. Ha, 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 ho, 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 and a couple of he, he, he's. <laughs> uh, okay. He's got some jokes for Hallmark. Let's hear one of these. I don't know. I just made that second part up. But oh man, gold. <laughs> I was just when I was listening the other day. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, um, homage to Wizard of Oz there. Okay. So, and the other thing I was saying about um, not wanting to offend anyone of the Jewish faith is that I am not Jewish, although uh, Davidoviches do have some famous Jews. Lucy Davidovich was a Holocaust survivor and wrote a book about it. And um, I know that there is some Jewish lineage going back on my dad's side, um, as do you have a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I'm still not a Jew. And <laughs> I don't want to offend any Jews. Uh, but uh, that's why I picked the jokes that I picked. So if, I, if these are offensive to anyone, I apologize. Um, here we go. Because again, it's a Gentile telling Jewish jokes. And I, I don't want to. Hey, quit. All quit, right. Quit apologizing. All right. So, uh, hey, did you hear some of the new uh, holiday hits uh, from the album coming out about Jewish faith based <laughs> Is this written? Jokes and carols here? No. Uh, well, there's uh, Come On Baby, Light My Menorah. Uh-huh. Um, did you know that New London has a beautiful menorah downtown? I haven't seen it. I just saw Is it. It's it across tree? from by the whale tail. Oh, on the yeah. other side. See, I haven't gone that way. Yeah. Uh, deck the halls with balls of matzahs. Mm. Deck the halls with balls, balls of matzahs. Uh, and uh, Silent Night, I Should Be So Lucky. <laughs> all right uh and then uh that was so that was like one that was technically uh i, I found this cluster of these titles that i thought were kind of clever and then here's the joke all right 
the standalone joke. A grandmother is giving directions to her grandson before he visits her at uh, her new place for Hanukkah. And she tells him, there's a big panel in front of the building. Just hit 3A with your elbow for my apartment and I'll buzz you in. When you get to the elevator, you use your elbow to hit three and it'll take you to my floor. But when you get to my apartment, you can just use your elbow to ring the bell. And then the grandson replies, well, that all sounds fine. Uh, but why am I using my elbow for everything? Come to your apartment. She, and the grandmother gasps and says, you're coming to visit empty handed. <laughs> Right? Yeah, it's funny. Because she should be, yeah. he's poking with the elbows. Yeah, he's got his hands full. Um, Hey, this has been uh, Swell. We, this is episode 19 that we're 19. Um, closing down here. Wow. And our next episode will be the final three of the yes. official the final Hallmark countdown, countdown to Christmas. Do -do -do -do. It's a countdown. Wow, a dog just And a dog is going crazy, <laughs> doing donuts on the floor. Woo! And here we go. So um, that's just, all I got. Just three more, no? And um, yeah, we'll see you next time on Hall Sharks.